9 o'clock on Monday, the 30th day of April. The Arizona Emergency Center Maricopa is now in session. This is KV7 YV Net Control. My name is Rich. Before I proceed, is there any emergency or priority traffic for the net? Monday night, the Arizona Emergency Center Maricopa meets for training and exercise in the public service communication arts. Someone has to be ready. This net is dedicated to addressing that challenge. The Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa also activates during the threats of emergencies affecting Maricopa County. So when trouble strikes in Maricopa County, tune here. This net is an activity, not a separate organization. We don't recruit people from the chosen organization, so go join the public service organization of your choice and come here to learn, hone your skills, and exercise your equipment. All are welcome here. The only requirement are a radio, a license to use it on the net, and an interest in using both for the benefit of others. We expect to make mistakes and learn from them. Old grumps, sorry attitudes don't belong here. This frequency is here is hereby a can to how to zone. This is KV7 YV Net Control. An emergency net Maricopa is held on the Mount Orts, figures one four six decimal nine or two, minus offset. The Shaw Butte figures one four seven decimal two four plus offset. In the Scottsdale Air Park, figures 146.76 minus offset like repeaters. All repeaters require a figures 162.2 hertz tone. Thanks to the good guys at the Arizona Repeater Association for authorizing us to use these repeaters. Any station that can't reach the repeater should try transmitting simplex on the output frequency of the repeater. Wait for the repeater to stop transmitting before you transmit. Any stations that hear someone that net control cannot hear should notify me with the word relay. In the event the repeaters fail, we'll use simplex at the Shaw Butte frequency, figures 147.24 simplex. This is KB7 YB net control. Volunteer for uh, alternate net control. Alternate net control copies check ins with me. Keeps notes and informs me when I double with someone. Is available for special assignments. Alternate net control will assume net leaderships if I cannot continue. Who would like to volunteer as alternate net control tonight?
the original office. Okay, uh, no problem. Um, yeah, if you get that, then uh, transcribe it out, or, or at least just send me some minutes of what happened. That works. Kurt, thank you. Appreciate that. Tonight is alternate home power. Tonight we want to find out how to power equipment homes during extended outage or an emergency. We're talking about life after the grid goes down. What's plan B? Or C or D. If you'd like to hear about what types of alternate power sources you've had experience with and how you keep these sources maintained and ready for quick deployment and how easy it is for others to acquire their equipment so they can handle them the same or similar capabilities. It's not an accident that we cover this topic this time of year. With record high temperatures and possible rolling blackouts, alternative home power sources are key in keeping the wheels of life turning. This is KB7YV. The Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa is a directed net. Do not break in the net unless you have emergency or priority traffic. To break the net, simply say your call sign and net control will acknowledge you. Now what I want to do is I want to take uh, check-ins by station types. Uh, mobile stations, I don't care where you are, mobile stations come now with your FCC call sign. Kilo Foxtrot 7, Papa Oscar Hotel. Kilo Foxtrot 7, Mike Mike X-Ray. Kilo Foxtrot 7, Uniform Bravo Tango. Acknowledge three of you is KS7, Papa Oscar Hotel, Kilo Foxtrot 7, MMX, and KS7, UDT, or excuse me, Uniform Bravo Tango. Anybody else? Now I'm going to take check-ins from stations that have alternate power available. Any station that could be on a power source other than commercial power mains right now, whether you currently are or not, doesn't matter. Call now with your FCC call sign. Hello, Foxtrot 7, Foxtrot Alpha Lima. Alpha Charlie 7 Echo Whiskey. Whiskey 7 Kilo Michael. Foxtrot 7, Oscar Juliet Papa. Whiskey Bravo 4, Zulu Kilo Alpha. Foxtrot 7, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Kilo 7, Echo Juliet Sierra. November 7, Uniform Kilo November. Kilo Foxtrot 7, Oscar, Quebec, Zulu. Uh, 
Alpha Kilo 7, Romeo Bravo. Station, uh, one more time. Alpha Kilo 7, Romeo Bravo. Alpha Kilo 7, Romeo Bravo, thank you. Anybody else? Info. 7 Sierra Zulu X-ray. Yeah, Rich, I heard Glenn, uh, Whiskey Bravo 7, Uniform Lima Whiskey. He was trying to check in, but he was on uh, Simplex on the output. W7 KMG. Okay, I copied him with no problem. Didn't hear the beep beep. Okay, thanks. Okay, Zulu X-ray, full call sign again, please. KF7, Sierra Zulu X-ray.
James G, your turn. Name's Steve, and I have a uh, generator and I have uh, AGM batteries. W7KMG. Okay, WV7, thank you. WV7ULW. Glenn, generator and or battery. WV7ULW. Very good, Glenn, thank you. KE7OJP, your turn. Debra, I have lots of batteries, a gel cell, and a goal zero setup. KF7 OJP. Thank you. WV4ZK, your turn. Mike, batteries, solar recharge. WV4ZKA. Thank you very much. KF7 CCC, your turn. Andrew, uh, lead acid batteries. Oh boy, am I tired. KF7 CCC. It gets all of us. KB7 Whitey. Uh, K7 EJS, your turn. Ed, uh, gel cell, 12 volt, 7 amp batteries. K7 EJS. Thank you. Ed7 uh, UK, on your turn. Generator, deep cycle battery, solar panels. L7 UKN. Thanks, Dad. KF7 OZ, OZ, O. Yeah. OQZ, your turn. I'll go the same way. KF7 OQZ, carry batteries. KF7 OQZ. Could not spit that one out. AK7 RB, your turn. I got a 100 amp hour AGM batteries. AK7 RB. KF7 SZX, your turn. Name here is Eric and rechargeable batteries. KF7 SZX. Check in, come down with your health sign. K1, Lima, Papa, India. Kilo, 7, Echo, Delta, Tango.
looking over the list here, it looks like batteries and generators are the uh, most uh, prevalent uh, source we have here. I happen to have both also. Seems um, to be a good batch for what you need. Um, but I'm interested. KE7OJP, Deborah, you said you have a zero go kit. Can you explain that a little bit? Yes, that's, um, it's solar, and it has 150 amp hours, and I can recharge it with the panel, KF7OJP. something else we want to be looking at. If you do need a gold alternative power, how much of your house would you put on it? And let's have uh, some suggestions of some of the stuff that you uh, would actually power with this stuff. Anybody? Hey, what's LPI? Hey, what's LPI? Go ahead. Well, it depends on what I need to power. This is Dave, K1LPI. Uh, the generator is two kilowatts and will power most of the house except for the air conditioning and probably the well pumps uh, because they run on 220 and it's a 110 generator, so uh, there are some limitations there. Um, however, uh, the rest of the charging systems, the solar panels, deep cycle batteries, and so forth, are part of a trailer, and it is self-contained, including a uh, DC-powered refrigerator, a propane stove, and so forth. So I wouldn't need to power the house because, in a way, I sort of have a spare house as part of my go kit. <laughs> okay, what LPI? W7 KMG. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I've got a, uh, I think it's 2,400-watt uh, maximum, and it's running, I think it's uh, 2,000. And basically what I would use it for is lighting. It'll run a small space heater. It'll run a uh, refrigerator, uh, battery chargers, um, you know, small appliances. It, it won't run anything big, uh, like Dave was saying, like air conditioners or anything. It won't run a uh, water heater. It's not big enough for that either. And it's got... Uh, 110 output and it also has a 12 volt output but 12 volts basically only good for charging batteries you plug anything directly into it it makes some really nasty sounds on the air as far as radios go w7 tangent okay anybody else have any ideas what you plug in the house if, you, if, you, if, you're, if we're in a blackout situation what else would you make sure you had powered KF7UVT. KF7UVT, go ahead. Now this is Ladair. Got a. Ladair, I think your battery just died. Had an emergency. Can't run the big AC, and probably not the water heater. But other than that, we can run, and, and the dryer. Other than that, we can run most everything. KF7 UVT. Okay. 
only thing I didn't hear anybody say was that they'd uh, make sure they had power to their phone, so if they needed to call out, they could. I realize a wire, uh, you know, a phone and a home phone is getting to become a thing of the past. But um, a lot of people have cordless phones and don't realize that when the power is out, it doesn't work. WB7, ULW. Alright, for alternative power sources, what else can we think of? I mean, we've had batteries and solar and generators. And, uh, what else have we got out there? Anybody have any ideas? Alternate net control. Alternate net control, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, Rich. Uh, you missed uh, WB7, ULW. Yeah, uh, he had something there. KE7, KUS. Right. I was just going to mention uh, both broadcast radio and uh, perhaps TV to stay abreast of all of the happening. WB7, ULW.
Well, one advantage is it charges during the night whether the sun's out or not. Solar panels are pretty much limited to the daytime and sunny days. But uh, in Chino Valley, it's windy 90% of the time. And so when you can. Okay, so you're dependent on the weather as to whether you're getting power or not. Okay, what extra benefits might you gain from some of these power sources? Let's pick on generators. Go ahead, Mike. The short answer is you don't. 
you start with the load and from there you size the battery and from there you size the panel based on the battery capacity. WB4ZKA. Okay. And do you want to oversize the panel or undersize it? Is that directed to me? No, sure, nobody else picked it up, so go ahead. I think there was another station. Um, well, it's... Okay, I know which answer you're looking for. If you oversize, you can, uh, you can uh, waste some power if need be. You don't have to use all the power that the panel can produce. But the cost, the size, the fragility, the complexity, um, I'm a big fan of, kind of like an engineering, uh, critically size it and add 10%. WB4ZKA. K1LPI. Go ahead, Dave. Well, if you're building a home system, you would oversize the panel capacity by approximately 20% because good panels will lose approximately 1% of their capacity a year uh, as the crystals age. And over a 20-year period, uh, you would still have uh, sufficient capacity 20 years later. Older panels uh, lost as much as 2% a year. Newer panels, uh, particularly some of the crystalline panels, are uh, down to about 1% a year. K1LPI. W7KMG. What Dave was saying sparks a question in my mind. Is that for panels that are exposed to the sun uh, day in and day out, or is that any panel? So, uh, in other words, if I have a panel in my RV and I only uh, take it out on the weekends, does that same principle apply that it's going to degrade? W7KMG. K1LPI. Yeah, um, it, it applies to panels which are exposed constantly to the sun. K1LPI. What else will affect the panel's output like that, Dave? Uh, how does it affect the panel output? The, the, uh, the capacity of the panel drops by approximately 1% per year. Um, figure it on the wattage. A 200-watt panel uh, will lose 2 watts a year. Over, over 20 years, it'll be down to a 180-watt panel. So if you need 180 watts uh, times so many panels, I guess, to, um, to meet your charging requirements based on your loads, then you're going to have to buy 200-watt uh, panels so that 20 years down the road, you still have the required 180 watts. Okay. What else will affect solar panel output? N7 UKN? DC70W. Go ahead, Don. Well, obviously on a cloudy day, you're not going to get the production of power that you do on a bright sunny day. And uh, I have three solar panels on my travel trailer. And as soon as it gets light in the morning, they start producing electricity. Not very much. And they peak out 
between 11 and 1 o'clock, and then they start tapering off. Another thing, people uh, say that solar panels, you get free electricity. Well, the batteries are probably only good for about 8 or 10 years, and batteries for a home solar system are relatively expensive, so you divide that up over the period of time, and that electricity is not as cheap as you thought it was. N7 UKN.
charge and accept less current, you have more current for things like charging the uh, battery on your cell phone or an HT um, or uh, rechargeable batteries or other flashlights. You, you have power available without stealing anything from the charging process. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I, when I'm uh, camping, when I'm out uh, in the field, I watch for that moment and that's when I charge my cell phone. WB4 or ZKX. That, but yeah, you're right. Uh, once the batteries get down, I know a lot of times in houses or in large systems, they'll, they'll have a power dump into something. Um, you get a heater or back into the grid or somewhere, they've got to get rid of this power. That's one thing with, with most of the, well, I know commercial electricity, it has to be, it's only produced what can be used. You can't produce any extra because they're you know, storage in a, a large commercial um, size doesn't exist. And you're charging batteries, yes, you're storing it, but once those batteries are charged, you've got to do something with this energy. Anybody have any questions on what we've covered so far? W7 Kimji. And W4 is that KX. Hey, Steve, you were first. Go ahead. Well, thank you, Rich. Yeah, I'm curious. I understand there's different uh, types of solar cells, and I'm not talking about you know the roll-ups uh, versus the you know the fixed panels, but I guess the cells themselves there's difference in them. And I'm kind of curious about that if, if there's a definite advantage to one over the other, and you know why there's uh, different ones, uh, just generally speaking. W sub Kimji. Have no idea. Can anybody answer that? Well, Steve, looks like you got homework assignment. Mike, go ahead. There's another facet of solar regarding auxiliary or um, yeah, auxiliary home power and that is a solar oven. I cook about once or twice a week with one in the backyard as it is and widespread power failure. Um, I don't require any electricity or, uh, or fuel uh, to cook on a clear day. Now if it's a very windy day it's like trying to cook with an umbrella. You, you need to put the thing away but a calm or reasonably calm Sunny day, I cook just fine and eat like a king. WB4 ZKA. Okay. Sticking with the alternate uh, power sources, you know, we've talked a lot about batteries. How do you size a battery for what you need? Anybody? Thank <laughs> you.
Go ahead, Andrew. Well, typically batteries are measured in amp hours or milliamp hours for small batteries. So you need to know how much current you're going to be drawing at the battery's voltage and for how long you're going to do that. And uh, if you take the amps that you're going to draw and the time that you want to do it in hours, you've got amp hours, and that'll let you know, uh, best case, how long the battery is going to, well, not really truly, but um, theoretical maximum the battery is going to last. So then you go a little bit bigger than that, and uh, you'll have power for what your size. Thank you. That's pretty much how you do it. Um, sometimes bigger is necessarily always better um, because remember you've got to you've got to replace these after a while, and when you get too big, it, sometimes it gets too expensive, especially if you're not using that often. Do we have any other sources of alternate power that we can come up with that we could use for powering our house? W7KMG, one more time. Oh, go ahead, Steve. Well, how about propane? You can use it for light, you can use it for cooking, uh, you can use it for generating electricity, I guess, if you've got a uh, propane powered generator. And uh, you can use it for uh, making hot water, and on and on and on. W7 KMG. Okay. Take that. Anybody have any other suggestions for what we can use? K1 LPI. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, don't forget to add refrigeration to what you can do with propane. There are a lot of uh, three-way refrigerators that run on... AC, DC, or propane, K1LPI. I remember we had one of those in the travel trailer when I was a kid. Uh, didn't burn out much fuel either, but uh, sure kept everything cold. Anybody else have any other types of alternate power sources they can think of? Coming in there, try it again. KF7. UVT. UVT, go ahead. One nice thing about propane, the fuel never goes bad. You can store it for 100 years. F7, UVT. That's true. You know, plus the tank doesn't matter. Um, okay. Do we have any other comments or questions for tonight? Seven CCC. Go ahead, Andrew. Well, a couple of people mentioned propane generators. I wondered if anyone has any experience with those, because. Uh, I, I figure if I'm going to buy a generator, that would be uh, an interesting choice. KF7 CCC. I don't know. Does anybody in the net have had experience with propane generators? K1 LPI. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, this is K1 LPI. Well, back in California, I had a... Uh, 
a generator that started out as a gasoline generator, and then I bought a uh, conversion kit, uh, which uh, was a dual-fuel um, carburetor that uh, would allow you to run on propane as well, um, and hooked it up to the uh, propane tank that ran the stove and hot water and other things for the house and was never very satisfied with it. The fuel efficiency on propane, for some reason, was uh, very poor. So I never really used it that way and eventually uh, put the gasoline car back on and just ran it that way occasionally. So, But the fuel storage program uh, problem is certainly correct. Uh, to store fuel for the generator when I was using it in the gasoline mode required uh, some safety precautions to keep the gasoline away from the house and also uh, fuel additives uh, so that it wouldn't uh, get gummed up. And uh, that was a pain in the neck. K1LPI. And W7KMG. Good. Yeah, you know, my dad had a uh, an RV and it had a uh, propane-powered generator on it. And like Dave says, uh, the fuel efficiency is a lot less than gasoline or diesel. And the other thing is you'll lose some uh, capacity. In other words, if it's, a, say, a 5,000-watt generator uh, with gasoline, it's going to go down to, you know, like maybe 4,700 or 4,500. I don't remember the exact uh, statistics, but uh, it does lose some efficiency. Uh, I think it's because how much uh, powers can, you know, you can get out of gasoline versus the propane. W7 Kimchi. Okay, Andrew, does that uh, answer your question? No, I think that does. That's some good information. KF7, CCC. Okay, now I'm going to ask one question of my own on the generators. Uh, your exhaust, I've, I've always thought the exhaust on propane was cleaner, quote-unquote cleaner. Is that really the case, or is it just you don't see the carbon coming out? Have you something, Kimji? Okay, Steve, you doubled with somebody. Steve, go ahead. Uh, I think it's definitely cleaner. Uh, you know, you're still going to get carbon monoxide out of it if that's where you're going with this. But, uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to get all the carbon byproducts that you are out of gasoline. That'd be something, Kimji. The other station, go ahead. KF7, UVT. On the propane generator that I've got, it was propane from the beginning, so there was never a conversion on it, and it runs quite it runs quite efficiently and quite economically. The only complaint I have is it's noisy, and I'm trying to build a little small structure over it to kind of muffle that sound a little bit. But it runs the whole house, other than the AC and the hot water heater. KF7 UBT. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah, and like Steve was saying, you know, got to be careful with the exhaust. Doesn't really matter what fuel you're running. Um, just because you got power in the house doesn't mean that uh, you, know, you, you can't be careful with this stuff. Any other comments or questions?
fire goes out, Cameron will be, be the last thing that she needs to worry about. Today we discussed her dependency on AC power and other ways to power our homes and maintain comfort levels. With a little ingenuity and preparation, you can be ready when the flood gets pulled. Are there any announcements for the net? If so, call now with your FCC call sign. K1LPI. One LPI, I got you. Uh, who is the other station called? K1 LPI. Uh, I'm sorry, what was the rest of your uh, transmission? So there was another station that doubled with you. I'm trying to figure out who the other one is, Dave. Stand by one. WB4ZKA. And Mr. Mike. Okay, Dave, go ahead first. Uh, stand by. I just got a text message. Let me read that first. I'll be right back with you. Okay. Uh, Mike, go ahead. The Arizona Emergency Net picnic is Saturday, May 19th, up in the cool, beautiful pines of Payson. A bunch of us are going up uh, at, on uh, Friday, the 18th, and camping out. Camping is available Friday night and or Saturday night. Everyone is welcome. Uh, it is a time essentially to kick back and enjoy the cool weather and um, outlandish stories that this group can produce. Uh, many of us work very hard through the public service seasons, the fall and the, the spring, through uh, Maricopa County Emergency Communications Group. And now it's time to not work hard. It's time to eat uh, uh, barbecued hot dogs and whatever else is up there and uh, to sit and, and swap stories and catch up on news. Entirely social. Everyone prefers to work with friends. And this is a time to, uh, to refresh and uh, reinforce those friendships. So go to the uh, MCECG website. Rich will give that in a moment. And sign up for the Net Picnic, the 19th. That is three Saturdays away. Up in Payson. WB4 is ZKA. Yeah, I've been up there, I can I guarantee it's definitely a good time. Dave, uh, did you read your text message yet? Uh, yes, I did, and uh, made an adjustment, so we'll see if that's any better, uh, and I can reduce it further. Uh, QST, uh, this year at the picnic, we will again have movie night, and so that means I need to borrow a digital projector and a sound system if we can get one like we had last year. That would be terrific. And, of course, we will have one of those famously obscure movies that in some way mentions ham radio or is about ham radio. So, K1LPI, looking for a projector and sound system. I have the screen for movie night. WB4ZKA. Go ahead, Mike. Sound system in hand, provided by Jason Delto, KF7ERT. WB4ZKA. That was quick. Anybody have a digital projector to know I got? Sure. 
Bert. Okay, we're going to need a digital projector. Somebody bring up a digital projector. WB4ZKA. Hey, Mike. I wonder if we can borrow the one from uh, that uh, the ARA meeting uses. Uh, that may be a contact through Jim Pierce. WB4ZKA. Could be, don't know. Uh, we'll put it in the net notes and see what we come up with. Any questions or comments on the announcements, call now call sign, please. KE7KUS. KE7KUS, go ahead. Yeah, I've looked and looked and scoured the MCECG website. Uh, I hope to make this my first picnic, but I can't find the name of the campground at which the picnic's being held. Could someone please tell me that? KE7KUS. WB4ZKA. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Actually, I think it is in the description, but I'm sorry that you had to, uh, to look around so much, Kurt. It is the Houston Mesa Campground on the north end of town, on high, just, just off of Highway 87. We will be uh, returning to the uh, Fox 2 group camp area, as we have in the past two or three years. Um, and we've reserved the entire camp uh, group campground, the one with the Ramada. WB4ZKA. Kirk, does that answer your question? Uh, yes, it does. Thank you, Mike. Uh, it's uh, not you, it's uh, me. If you look up uh, Least Common Denominator in uh, Wikipedia, you'll probably find my picture there. But uh, thanks for that. Uh, that answers everything I needed to know. KE7KUS. Okay, any other questions for the net tonight? We'll meet again on these repeaters next Monday evening at 9 o'clock. The topic will be Surviving the Storm. It's going to be led by Kelly, AK7RV. And he'll be our net control. My thanks to Kurt, KE7KUS, for being altered to net control and putting up with my, putting up with me and trying to put this on. We do need, as you noticed, it wasn't hard work for Kurt, and we need an altered net control station for next week. See what it entails. You might be interested. Contact uh, me and come up with your uh, call sign now, please. KF7 POH. KF7 POH. Are you interested in doing alternate that? It has been a while, so absolutely, I'd be uh, be definitely willing to help you. Hey, James. Uh, appreciate you uh, signing up for that, and uh, we'll go ahead and uh, get with uh, Kelly and uh, make sure he gets a hold of you by email. Probably that. Uh, do you want me to give you my email as of right now, or do you uh, have it? Are you signed up on MCCG? That is affirmative. I got a valid email for you then. Thank you very much for volunteering. All right, this has been the Arizona Net Maricopa. You can find a recording of this activity of this net and other net information at www.aen-mar.org.
more information on Arizona Aries, go to www.az-awrl.org forward slash secure. Go sign up for practical hands-on experience in public service events with the Maricopa County Emergency Communications Group at www.mcecg.net. While you're there, click on the Easy Hamster button on the front page to sign up for the Easy Hamster email groups and receive bulletins and notices about this, that, and other public service topics. Thank you for all that stations for participating this evening. All stations are free to stand out and secure. I'd like to thank the Arizona Repeater Association for letting us use this repeater. Also, thank you to the General Amateur Reading Community for cooperating with this net. The net is closing. I'm not closing this net. Yeah, this is net control closing the Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa and returning the frequency and auto patch to General Amateur Radio use. Good night. This is KB7 YEV.